Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tab Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Back again with Adam and with Gareth. We all hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a really lovely festive period. Unfortunately, it's dreaded lurgy that's going around. is uh, It's creeped up onto me, so I may not be as chatty as usual. My voice is a little hoarse, but as that's probably not helped by the Christmas festivities now. It may be a little bit too much fun. Um, but we're going to get right into it tonight. Lots of games happen. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, into Boxing Day, there was loads of games going on. I mean, I, I had to actually just sit down and catch up with all. I didn't get a chance to watch any of it live. Did either of you two sit down and nestle into, well, for Adam to watch his team win and Gareth, unfortunately, to see your second loss of the season? No, I uh, I missed. <clears throat> I saw most of Christmas Eve. I saw most of them games. Um, but unfortunately, missed Christmas Day. I had people over, so that was that kind of... Uh, messed that up so you didn't see a lot of us actually win a game which is, is a shame because it's quite a rare thing at the moment so uh you know that that was a bit disappointing that we didn't get to see that but uh yeah i saw uh saw the rams broncos game what the hell happened there that was madness um whoever knew that tyler higby was actually a tight end anymore so that was a bit of a surprise uh but yeah it was a good good weekend of football and uh Packers won, so we can't complain too much. I watched a bit this weekend, like most weekends, um, watched the Eagles lose, which, as much as I was disappointed to lose, I was also kind of expecting it with Minshew Mania. The fact that we managed to score so many points against this supposedly elite defence that Dallas has and Micah Parsons did to even get a sack all game. Um, you know, this defensive player of the year you lot put out last week, um, <laughs> didn't don't even think he touched Minshew, so elite him. Um, but yeah, I think the fact that we put so much points against them with a backup quarterback, with quite a lot of our defensive starters either out or not playing that great, I think was not too bad for us this week. I think if we play him in when he gets to the business end, I think I can't see us getting beat by them. Surely there must have been a headline: Magic Minshew avoids Mica or. Minka, sorry. Micah? It's Mike Parsons, not Minka. Micah. Uh, yeah. Micah. Sure, that must be the headline. Anyway, uh, as our title of this episode does say, it is home time for Nathaniel Hackett, head coach of the Denver Broncos, did get fired after an incredible loss against an LA Rams offence that has been incredibly lacklustre this year without their top guys. Um, Baker Mayfield coming in for Matt Stafford, obviously Matt Stafford with the injury. Um, no Cooper Cup. And the Broncos lost 51 to 14 against Broncos to 4 to 11, uh, 4 and 11, sorry, now. It's been an incredibly turbulent time with Russell Wilson. A lot of people have been out on Russell Wilson and not the coaching. Uh, Gareth, is it good that the, 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 you know, the, the dragon's head has turned to hack it and burnt him instead of Russell Wilson? Because it feels like it's all been put at his door a lot. Well, they had to get someone had to take the blame for this, and they weren't going to blame the guy that paid an absolute fortune to because they don't want to burn that bridge this early on. Um, don't go wrong, I think Hackett has been out of his depth. I think we said early on in the season, he was looking out of his depth. I think his, he wasn't particularly great as a play caller. I think that there's been a few games this year where he could have, I can't remember, wasn't there one game early on in the year where he could have literally gone for overtime and instead decided to go for two points, if I remember rightly. And that cost him a game. Um, it's one of them where they're not going to throw Russell Wilson under the bus because they pay him that much money. 
Um, I said to Adam as soon as that game was over, I went, Hackett's gone. And he went, and Adam kind of disagreed. He said it wasn't going to happen. Um, but I said, the second that, that game was, I went, yeah, he is gone now. Um, this is going to be a Christmas Day sack. And they were thankfully waited till Boxing Day to do it. Um, they weren't that cruel to fire him on Christmas Day, but I, I thought he was done. Why did you think he wasn't, Adam? Why did you think he would be able I, to? I just do don't. That? I don't see what the point is. I, I, I don't get it. To me, I, it seems it seems irrelevant. I understand Gareth's what Gareth was saying, and that he was saying that it means that they can get into like uh, discussions already and, and deciding who they want to bring in and potential candidates and getting people together to talk about that. I don't understand why that's not happening anyway. That's what that's the thing where I'm a little bit confused. It, I know it's probably not meant to happen, but let's face it, we all know certain things happen when they're not meant to happen. And I just find that really weird. It, to me, I think they've just fired him because because of embarrassment more than anything else. I think that was all it was. And it, it just kind of feels like if you had kept him there, then what's the worst that would have happened? You would have lost the last two games. I mean, the the thing that came out, which I think is just hilariously funny, is that the, the defensive coordinator was asked to take over and declined. Basically came out and said, I don't want anything to do with your offence. I'm sticking with my guys. <laughs> and it's like, this is that's why it's a little bit strange. I, I just feel, what what's going to happen that's going to be any worse? You're going to lose two games. You're going to do that anyway. For me, I think it's more the fact that the defence seemed to give up on them in that that game. The defence yeah, yeah, was the thing that, that held yeah. on to them. And even their defence, which has been phenomenal this year, mm. gave up. I was like, do you know what, why do we even bother? So that was almost <laughs> like a defining moment of that team literally going, and we're yeah. done. So I think that was that was the reason why for me I felt he had to go, is because that he'd even lost the only good thing in that team, which was the defense. Um, well, well, also as well, you saw rumblings on the sideline. I mean, there was a on Twitter there was a video out of Dalton Reisner and Brett uh, Brett Ripien, the uh, backup quarterback, came into the game having a very a real big spat at each other, and that's not the first time we've seen Broncos sideline spats this year either. Um, do you think he just simply is a little bit like that? He has lost the locker room, so we must just cut our losses now in a way. Yeah, I mean, that that probably is what's happened, isn't it? it? It's like, like I say, I think it's embarrassment. You've got players fighting on the sidelines. It, it's all just falling apart. And so that's why they've decided that now is the right time. I'm, it just, like I say, just to me, it feels a bit point. I mean, we could have done this weeks ago. You know, that's the point. It's like, this could have happened weeks ago. It's just that now it's become more public and a bit more embarrassing. And I think that's why they decided to do it. Uh, you know, obviously, it's never never good to have players on the same team fighting with each other on the sidelines. So that that's probably the the main issue. And what and considering, um, let's go back to you, Adam, because Hackett was obviously at Green Bay, and that offense, you know, and Rogers won MVPs in that offense. You know, he, he's a, he's a very good quarterback, and, and we've always said Russell Wilson has been a very good quarterback. But Wilson at the minute is three thousand nineteen yards, twelve touchdowns, nine interceptions, a pass rating of eighty two point six. Really, he's on pace for his worst season ever. Um, he, I mean, he got three thousand one hundred thirteen yards last year, so I think he is going to. And in his first year, he got three thousand one hundred and eighteen. So you know, he's. He is on pace probably for the same yardage, maybe even prove it. But this will be his lowest touchdowns ever. He's got 12 and the lowest behind that is uh, 20. And 
I mean, nine picks is up there. His worst is 13 in 2020, but it wouldn't shock me if he did put a few more on the board before then. What do you think has gone wrong there with the translation of going to Green Bay, you know, implementing an offence with with some playmakers as well? We've said that a lot. We've talked about a lot around Russell Wilson in Denver this year. And there, it, though it is a move from a franchise to another franchise, there is, you know, there's not much of an excuse maybe for, for some of this. No, I think we've, if you're going to look at Hackett, then I, I we always kind of said, didn't we, at the beginning of the season, it was Lafleur that was doing most of the play calling on the offense last year. Hackett is kind of the sort of it's a weird one to come out and say because from looking at him on the sidelines, he's been very quiet, not really said a lot, and almost like he it kind of came across as though I'm head coach, so therefore I must keep calm and not really do anything. That's not Nathaniel Hackett. He's the sort of rah-rah kind of coach that's there getting the players motivated. And I actually feel that Green Bay have missed that, that there's not someone there who's doing that for Green Bay. And that's why they've kind of struggled a little bit as well. I think that he was never the sort of the brains behind it. And so therefore it was, it's difficult for him to then come into a job as a head coach, his first ever one as well. Massive expectation with everything that's going on in that division, let alone just at Denver. And that feeling that you have to compete now is almost like, right, well, we've bought these players in, we've bought Russell Wilson in, he's the missing piece. We now have to compete and we have to show that we can go and win this division. I think that's the biggest problem that that you find. It's like, you know, guy who's never been a head coach before comes into a massive job, experience, expectation is huge and shockingly it all goes wrong so uh, I think that that's probably one of the biggest things the other thing is obviously you know they've got new owners he's not their guy so that's another thing they're probably you know unless it was going to go amazingly well he was going to be out whatever so there is a little bit of that in it as well and uh yeah I just I, I feel like the other thing was that I don't know. I get the feeling that maybe they bought in Hackett in the hope that Rogers would follow. And of course, that just didn't happen. And that's another thing where it kind of went wrong. Had he kept Rogers there, then it might have all gone well and carried on. But it wasn't. It's Wilson. And I feel like it hasn't worked for Wilson as well because he struggled a lot. And, you know, we've heard the stories of play calling and play calling the Seattle offense <laughs> rather than the Denver one. And, Players being like, well, what the hell does that mean? Or, you know, they don't know. It, it's all just a bit of a mess. And, and so that I think that's the problem. But I don't think it's all Hackett's fault. I, I think there's there's multiple reasons for this. And I think Wilson's a big part yeah. to blame as well. And do you think that's why that is a, as much of a, a knife in the Denver Broncos fans' hearts as well, Gareth? Is, you know, they've got the Chiefs and the Chargers next two games. You're probably thinking they're going to lose both their games. That's a top five pick, and they don't even have it. Do you think that makes it just makes it even worse, doesn't it? I think that, that they're one of the teams I think that have done quite bad and with the trades recently. That they've lost out of top five pick as a result. I think you can also throw in um, the Rams, and I know the Rams obviously went on to win the Super Bowl last year, but they don't have their first round pick either, which is going to be a low pick this year. I think you're literally watching potentially uh, the quarterback that you could have wanted for the future being available and where they would have been picking this year. If they'd have gone with, don't get me wrong, they could have gone for an experienced quarterback, but they need to give up the house and everything else to go for a quarterback. They could have got away with 
having a transition quarterback this year and then going for that star next year. But they seem to think that Russell Wilson was the, ma- the man for them. And don't get me wrong, I'm, when you looked at his career, he has not exactly had a bad one to, to that point. Uh, but the, the fall off this year has just been horrific. Um, and his decision-making has just been horrific as well. Um, I think that their fan base will be frustrated because it's not like they've struggled with quarterback position for a while. Um, whoever they seem to bring in there just doesn't seem to do the job. And I think that as a franchise that has had such iconic quarterbacks in there to not find that quarterback that can deliver for them must be extremely frustrating for them. Um, and they must be their fan base must be proper disgruntled. And for a long time, they've not had the quarterback yeah. in that place. And, and do you think also as, as well, there's so many teams out there, but we go, they're a quarterback away. They're a quarterback away. And Denver like a, are a prime you know, example of that. We all said that at the start of the season, at the end of last year. This team could just be a quarterback away. They bring in the quarterback, the name, I suppose. And does it show now that it doesn't matter if you're a quarterback away, if it doesn't all just click, you will not be successful. You have to have a lot of things line up. Is, is that the, the case that, that franchises may learn from this trade? You've got to have the right quarterback. It's, I know obviously people got, obviously Russell Wilson was a big name, but Clearly, something about either the scheme or how they play up there that just doesn't work with him at all. Um, he was quite, don't get me wrong, he was quite always quite good at escaping trouble and making decisions on the fly was always, I think, probably one of his strengths. But, um, but you look at the, t- the players that got around him, how that team is not doing well is beyond me. They've got two very good wide receivers um, in Judy and Sutton. Um, Murray seems to always do a job in the run game. Um, he's a battering ram, always has been. Their defence is has been elite this year. And yet, look where they are. Um, and I think it is a warning sign that don't necessarily give up the house for the player that you think is going to be the player that's going to take your team to... Because Super Bowl or bust, this is a massive bust. You can look at the... I know the Rams got the Super Bowl last year. But look at them this year as well. They've gave up. Um, how many, when have they got the next first draft pick coming up? What year? Um, and look how 20. far down. They've got a lot of needs, they have. Yeah. This, this, this is because now. of the Rams, though, isn't it? This is, this is because of the Rams. This is what you're going to get now. This is yeah. the go-it-all-in type of move. that you Because you've seen the Rams do it, and so now we're all going to copy them. And you're going to get the Deshaun Watson move where you throw everything in for Deshaun Watson. And you're going to get a move for Russell Wilson and you throw everything in for Russell Wilson. And then you end up four and ten at the moment or whatever they are at the moment. And like, it's just, it's a disaster. You know, it just doesn't work. And and this is the problem. It's like for every Rams, you're going to have probably ten that don't. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a matter of getting it right and being able to get it right. And the downside to even the Rams is look at what happened. You know, this is the thing. You look at it this year. I know it's been injuries and it's not all been like just really bad. You know, it's not like everyone's just run away. But Cup's getting older. Donald's getting older. Stafford's getting older. These are massive players. They all go. What do you got left? You got no picks. You know, this is the thing. So there is a downside to this. Now they'll say, 
but we won the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. You know, we got our Super Bowl, and that's that's all they care about, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with going down that route. But the problem is, only one can win. So if you're all going all in, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to miss out here. And so if it doesn't work, what do you then tell your fan base? Yeah, we went all in with this guy, but we got no picks, and we're we're just really in trouble now. And you could argue as well. You could argue as well from the from the rumours that are circulating about Sean Payton's sort of maybe thinking about getting back into football and everything like that. You know, you think they've got no chips left to put at the table. It wouldn't shock me if they went and these new owners put all their chips back on the table again and went and pushed it in front of someone like Sean Payton. Do you think do you think that's something that they would definitely be interested in or do you think they start to look at you know, maybe some of the college guys or what do you think would be the right move next for the Broncos? I think um, that I think they're going to they're going to struggle to get that through. So Peyton is going to cost a pick for starters because he's already he's still signed up to the Saints. So he's going to cost them something, probably a first rounder. They're not going to give it up cheap. And then you've got uh, this guy who's supposedly, you know, creating a, a great team around him already. But he's going to want that quarterback there. I mean, are we... Are we all saying that Russell Wilson is going to be the great quarterback? Because based on this year, it hasn't been. So it's like he's going to want someone who's already there. He's not going to want a project. He's going to want someone that's going to get him a get him a win. So you know that's that's another thing. It's difficult. They may have to go down the college route. I I don't really know where you go with that at the moment. I mean, there are guys you can go for. There's there's plenty of them out there. But again, it's a project, and you've gone all in. So. How does that work? I think that obviously you mentioned that he they would have to give up a pick to get Payton. I think don't get me wrong. You think if you put Russell Wilson in an experienced coach's hands, he might be able to work with it. Because at the end of the day, he did a good job for a long time at Seattle. How many how many games did Russell Wilson win off his own back? In effect. So it's not a bad, you don't go from being, you don't become a horrific quarterback overnight. There's something just not click there this year. And you do wonder whether a, and they're not going to get rid of him because how are you getting rid of him? Who's going to want his salary? Who's going to yeah. want, they're not going to get first round picks for him now. Like you're talking, you'd probably get more draft capital for Carson Wentz than you would for him at the moment. Um, and, so that's the problem you've got. You've got other quarterbacks out there who, if you want a quarterback for a, to fill a void for a while, there are quarterbacks that you can get for a lot, lot cheaper. Like you can get Baker for a lot cheaper come the end of the season. Why would you waste any draft capital as another team for Wilson this year? You wouldn't. Um, so he's going to be there regardless. So it's about whether you can get hold of a coach that can actually get the best out of him and scheme for him. And that's what they've not had this year at all. Um, and I think that's one thing that you will need to get from their next coach, someone who can get the best out of the guy they're paying, is it 50 million a year? Hmm. Or something silly for I can't, I can't, I can't remember for the life of me how much you have to do. I know it's a lot, I can remember it being a lot. Um, lots of highlights from this weekend, lots of big things happened. Um, another really close Vikings game. Um, 
I mean, the race is heating up now. Um, there's a lot of teams now who are coming back into it a lot. I mean, the Panthers getting that win against the Lions, that puts them in a lot of prime position to try and take this division. I mean, from the Bucks, you know, the Bucks did get their win. Uh, the Jags beating the Jets quite convincingly as well, which we didn't really see coming either because we thought the Jets' defence would be really good that game. Um, is it just proving to, to us, Adam, that really, you know, you can be doing terribly at the start of the year and come, come, come Thanksgiving, then to Christmas time, you can really turn around quite quickly because some of these teams, there's a lot of teams this year that we did not think would be in this sort of playoff bubble. Um, a lot of the NFC's teams, you know, for example, you know, Commanders, Giants, we didn't think they would be in this sort of playoff bubble. Um, and now we've got the, we're talking about the Panthers. I mean, um, the, the Dolphins are sort of, Pushing off a little bit now. Uh, there's lots of teams in there with, with, with a shout. Really, the Chargers are now pushing back on on it as well. I mean, it's it just gets more and more competitive every year, doesn't it? It does. I think <laughs> we've mentioned this before that it's very much this is the year where it feels like there's been a transition, and you've got the really really poor teams of the last sort of three or four years have finally sort of revitalised their team, got in these draft picks, and now they're starting to sort of move on and get a little bit better. You know, you've got the Jets, who are still in the picture. You've got the Jags, who are still in the picture. You've got the Lions, who have been awful and still in the picture. Uh, you know, these teams are all capable of being playoff teams. At the same time, you've got the Bucks and the Packers and also the Rams. They're not in the picture, but the Rams as well that dropped down. So everyone's kind of bunched in the middle. And I think that's the, the reason why you're seeing so many teams still being like viable options in order to be able to get into the playoffs. I think as well, you've got two trash South conferences this year. <laughs> yeah, South, yeah, uh, <laughs> NFC South. The basically yeah. means anyone's in the picture still. From... I mean, let, let's <laughs> let's let's have a look at that actually, because I've got it. Uh, it's finally loaded up. I was trying to get it loaded up when I was waffling on and trying to transition to give by myself some time. I suppose that's why I got Adam to chat a bit then. But uh, the Bills at the minute top of the AFC, twelve and three. Then got the Chiefs, twelve and three. A Bengals, eleven and four. Jacksonville Jaguars, seven and eight. That's the top four teams at the minute in the hunt still. Baltimore Ravens, Los Angeles Chargers, um, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, New York Jets, Tennessee Titans. Dare I bloody say it, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, the mathematically, I don't think the Vegas Raiders or the Browns are out. No, they can. They can. They the Raiders still can. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I mean, going to happen. They need a million things to happen, but technically yeah. they can. Don't they have to win everything and hope everyone else loses everything? In a Pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, the, but the Bills have won their division. The Chiefs have won their division. Two divisions still up for the taking in the, the South and the, um, got my own division now, AFC North. I mean, Gareth, could you, do you think this is going to be the final four? Well, not the final four. Let's say the final four. The teams that are on team in the edge on the minute is the Bengals, the Jags, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Dolphins. Do you think that's who goes through? So I think that you've got the, the teams that you mentioned. I think the Bengals will go through as they're going to win the North. Um, mm -hmm. I think the Jags will win the South because the Titans just have just fallen off a cliff. Like they can't get nothing done. And the next two games are the Cowboys, who obviously are still trying to win the East, even though that's looking very unlikely. And um, You've then got the final games, the Jags, which is a hell of a last game uh, for them. So I think that that would they will they will be your four division winners. I think the Ravens obviously are in any way, and then 
out of the rest. My concern for the Dolphins are right now is how much of a drop-off they've had on their current losing streak. Mm. You watch it be someone like the Patriots sneaking. Wouldn't it be a Bill Belichick Boring. thing to just sneak into the playoffs? With a quarterback who's just been like angry about play calling yeah. all year because they have because they have they've really limited his play like he I think he's a lot more capable than they like letting on sort of thing and uh, I'd love the Jets to sneak in don't get me wrong I'd love the Steelers to sneak in but like we don't deserve it like if we if we talked about we talked about awards last show if Steelers sneak in Tomlin gets coach of the year Tomlin if you break five hundred gets gets coach, coach of the year <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I agree. I agree. And uh, obviously, Steve Smith coming out the other day and absolutely rinsing uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, was, uh, well, it's fun to see, I suppose. Any teams you don't want to see get in? You're like, I don't <laughs> want to see them in there. I, I don't want to see, I'll be honest, I don't want to see the Patriots in the AFC. It's one of them mm. where I think everyone just has, and in the NFC, sorry, Adam, I don't want to see the Packers. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's it's why you're worried. You're worried, are you? Is that the problem? No, we, we destroyed you <laughs> not too long ago. Um, it's more the fact that, and you, as much as your secondary's improved, it hasn't improved that much. Um, they're the teams you just you just you don't want to see the same old, same old every year. You kind of yeah. want to see teams you're not seeing in for a while, like the Jets. I'd love for them to sneak in because mm. their defense has been good this year. Okay, they're. Mm. They're on their 28th quarterback of the year. but um, <laughs> And then you've got the likes of... It'd be interesting in the, it'd be interesting if all of the NFC East got in mm. after how much NFC mm. East bashing has been down the years and mm. how much of a trash division it's been labelled. Um, it'd be interesting if they all get in, mainly because of the fact that it'd be for that purpose alone. Because when, when was the last time a whole division got into a playoff? So then, as Ooh, it ever, I don't know. Has that has it ever actually? Has that ever happened before? If it hasn't, then that would be amazing. That would be awesome. We'll stick on the AFC for a minute. Um, not that I know who their last two games are, but the Bills and the Chiefs obviously leading that top bit. They're both on twelve and three. The Chiefs are four zero in their division. The Bills are three. Bills have Bengals next, and then at home or away, uh, they are. I'll get you up now. I think they're away, but I'm not sure. But the bill, the, if the Bills are travelling to the Bengals or if the Bengals they're are at the Bengals, they're at the Bengals, and then the Bills probably finish with a divisional team, which would be who they played twice. Patriots. It could well be the Patriots. I'll, I'll take a little, I'll try and take a quick look. Let me just have a quick flick through just very quickly. So we have the they have the Patriots at home. Yeah, so the Bills, the Bills have the Bengals and the Patriots, and the Ch and the Chiefs have the Broncos at home next week, win. which is a win. <laughs> and, and then the Raiders, they're at the Raiders. So you can assume you're going to assume that both these teams win their last two games. I would think the Bengals. I'd I mean, say the Chief. The Chiefs is a lot easier mm -hmm. uh, than what the, the Bengals have got. at the bank. The Bengals. Yeah, wait to the That's Bengals. That's not an easy game. That's not an easy game. No, not at all. Do you think? Do you think if the, if the Chiefs win it? I mean, I think if either of these teams win it, get home advantage for the whole Super Bowl and that bye, they go to the Super Bowl. For me, like you go to the well, cold Kansas and cold Buffalo. It's one of them where, like, particularly Buffalo, with how bad the weather has been there recently. Mm. Um, if they are at home, I think if they're on the road at any point, mm. they can come unstuck. I think. 
the team that I think that everyone in the AFC wouldn't want to face at any point is going to be those Bengals mm. because they beat the Chiefs three times in a row now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That defense is phenomenal now. Uh, mm. You've got Burrow's not getting put on his back as much anymore. Mm. Um, their team's getting fitter as well. All the players that have been out are starting to come back. Mm. They're the team I wouldn't want to face in the AFC. Yeah. But that's I think that's the same in the Eagles with the NFC. I think if you play the Bengals or the Eagles in the chat in the playoffs, that's like you're gonna you're gonna have a real hard day out about against both ends. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the NFC, um, Gareth, because I know you're itching too, because obviously you guys the, the Eagles are leading the whole of the conference 13 and 2, the Minnesota Vikings 12 and 3, the 49ers 11 and 4, the Bucks at 7 and 8. Within the hunt, Dallas Cowboys at 11 and 4, Giants at 8, 6 and 1, Commands at 7, 7 and 1. The Seahawks at seven and eight, the Lions at seven and eight, the Packers at seven and eight, the Panthers at six and nine, and the Saints at six and nine as well. I mean, there's a lot more considering we said the FC. Well, I, I don't know. There's always been about which division is more competitive, but that's a long list of teams that can still get in, Gareth. And like I said, it would be pretty remarkable after having much I I have, let alone everyone else has slated the NFC East in the last few years. If they all got in, I mean, what does that say about our division? It shows how much that division's turned around. I think both East divisions haven't half turned it around this year. I think that when you look at the playoff pitches in both the AFC and the NFC, it's the East divisions are the teams that are either there or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. It shows that, don't be wrong, I think the thing that's been the saving grace for the East for as long as it has been has been, oh, you never get a repeat winner of the East. That has been literally the only good news story from that division for a while. But it shows that when we had that one year when Washington got in with that horrific record, um, you can have a similar thing with the South this year and the NFC South. Like whichever yeah. team gets in from the NFC South, they're going they're going to get mauled potentially by the team that plays them. Imagine Dallas going right now to like Tampa Bay or going to New Orleans. Don't get me wrong, I know that the particularly New Orleans stadium is notorious for its decibel levels. Mm. Um, and Brady's had, and Brady's been horrific against the Saints the whole time yeah. he's played at the books, which is, I know it's not got, very long, but he has been really bad. But you look at the, mm. if any of those, whichever team from the NFC South come in, they're the team that you're desperate to play. Mm. Because you can't see them. It just seems to be who doesn't want to win the division that's going to end up, like none of them seem to want to win it. Like, oh, they've got a good chance of winning it. Oh, they just lost to mm. no one. Um, and they've just been so frustrating this year, the Buccaneers. I think they're just one of those teams you're like, what has gone so horribly, horribly wrong this year? Mm. Um, it's not like their roster has heavily changed from, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> it's an aging roster. Mm. Um, and particularly when you've got a quarterback that is old enough to be a dad for quite a lot of the quarterbacks in the league mm. now. Um, I think that's maybe part of your problem. But the NFC, I think, is a lot more open because you've got that NFC South division, which means you've got three teams there that are fighting for king of the trash. <laughs> and um, if, if it goes down, I mean, I don't think the Vikings are going to beat the Eagles to that top spot. I don't think, uh, Adam. Do you think e- Eagles... Eagles go through home field advantage, cold in Philadelphia. They go straight to Super Bowl. Yeah. 
just like you said at the start of the year. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they've got. I think that personally, I think they have one team to fear, and that's the 49ers. That's the only team I think they have to fear. And the 49ers would have to put up a very, very dominant defensive display in order to be able to do it. Now, we've seen the 49ers do it before, but I think that I'm, I'm not really convinced with Purdy being able to get a lot of points on the board in order to be able to get that win because I think they would only be able to hold the Eagles to so much. So that that's the only thing that makes me think that they might not get there. The rest of the teams, I, I don't really see a problem for them. I think when you look as well, like I think that game will come down to the, the trenches if we do play the 49ers. Yeah. Their D-line versus our O-line. And our O-line is probably the best in the NFL. Their D-line is probably the best in the NFL. And it's going to yeah. be, that's going to be some battle, that one. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, bearing in mind, though, the other way around, our defence versus their offence is going to be yeah. very one-sided because I think our offence needs 12 sacks to break the record for most sacks in a season. And I know that sounds a lot with two games to go, but we're averaging, averaging six sacks a game at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think that, that... Go, 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 go on, Gareth, after you. So I think that's where, I think that as Adam said, if it's up to up to the 49ers put loads of points on the board to beat us, they won't do it, particularly in our ground with the friendly atmosphere they have in Philadelphia. They they always are nice to opposition teams. Uh, <laughs> Santa got we are, we we are the we are the Eagles and no one likes us. Yeah, the saying guys. Um, I actually looking at like the teams. You look at the FC side and FC side, and when you look at the teams, you go like star on that for like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trevor Lawrence, um, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Lamar Jackson, um, Garrett Wilson, Source Gardner, Derek Henry. Like, they've got the star power. But then when I look at the NFC side, there is star power there. I don't think as much as the AFC. But I think the matchups are far more fascinating in the NFC in terms of, like, pure football. Like, they, some of them games are going to be absolute slobber knockers against each other. Because they, like you said, the 49ers O-line and their D-line coming up against your O-line and D-line. You know, the, the the good defense is coming up against Justin Jefferson. How do you stop him? Micah Parsons, can you stop him? That's stopping the Cowboys. You know, the, the Giants, feel like, can Taylor Heineke overcome people again like he did in the playoffs last time? Like Carson Wentz it, now. Carson Wentz, well, Carson Wentz coming into it. Can he go on a big run again? Geno Smith, Mr. Nobody. You know, play bring the Seahawks back to some sort of winning ways. Um, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, coming, you know, coming in and really pushing this team forward. And then if the Lions get in, even if the Packers get in, everyone's counting them teams out this year. Even the Panthers get in, they've had three different quarterbacks, they've had different coaches. It's there's so much going on, I think, in the NFC where, where I've I've it's probably a little bit my bias of being a Steelers fan, but I've always found the AFC more interesting because of the Stars fan and NFC. Whereas now I look at the NFC and actually pure footballing wise in the trenches, real games, old school football. That's the NFC at the minute. Don't you think? I think if as well, if you're looking at it, you don't want to be in a close game versus the Vikings this year. Mm. Like if you're in a close game versus it, the with Vikings. Any could, with any of them, I think. Um, I think the 49 is going to be an interesting battle, but bearing in mind, you're going to have Nick Bosa versus Lane Johnson, potentially, which mm. 
Um, Lane Johnson hasn't allowed a sack on a quarterback for about two years, I think. And the stat is something ridiculous. Um, I did see something about Lane Johnson earlier, which I thought was negative. Lack of sack record. That, that, that amount of games he's gone without a sack is ridiculous. Something like two years. <clears throat> I think it'll be quite an interesting playoff picture. I do. When Once we get there, I must say. I think when it comes to the NFC side, I, I just personally really hope that the Buccaneers don't get in because I think they are atrocious as a football team. They have, they're, they're, The football uh, is in so boring as well. That's the who, who, sorry, sorry. The sorry. Buccaneers. The, the Buccaneers, yeah, it's been dull. Um, sorry, it's so Lane, boring, it's so dull. So Lane Johnson is actually technically injured. He's got a torn adductor, um, abductor, I think that's a, adductor or abductor. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but he's torn it. Um, and he's, he's going to rehab it for two or three weeks and then play in the playoffs. So he doesn't yeah. go in fully fit, admittedly. Um, Nick Sirianni and Jen Hurts playing this week. Does he have a chance? Of course he does. We'll see what happens as the week progresses. Um, sorry, I've I, I just quit. Twitter's just suddenly not exploded. But um, Raiders are benching Derek Carr and turning to Jarrett Stidham as their new starting yeah. quarterback. Carr has thrown a league-leading 14 interceptions, including three Saturday night during the 13-10 loss to the Steelers. Stidham has thrown only 61 passes and has never started an NFL game. Um, what sh- that's uh, per Adam Sheffield. You've got to give a shout out to people your tweets you're reading. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I just saw it whilst uh, mm. whilst you were talking, and um, they want to uh, look at the youth that they have at position, which I think is code mm. for goodbye for Derek Carr in uh, in Las Vegas. I think that 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 feels very much like. We want to see what we've got and we're going to give Stidham a go for the next couple of weeks and we're going to find out that he's not very good and <laughs> we're going to draft someone. <laughs> it also Ooh. means that we said about their very slim hopes of the playoffs means they're announcing they're not bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> also, of course, I know this is a strange one, but we have mentioned this before and we have come out and said it doesn't really make hundred percent sense because you kind of feel like it want to go to somewhere a bit more sort of connected and, and ready to win now but it could be a move for Brady you never know I mean there is, there is that talk of Brady wanting to go back that way so his contract comes out against the Bucks it is something that is there um, so potentially they might go for a, a big big quarterback free agency signing Derek Carr Carr and a late pick for Zach Wilson in the second round. (laughs) It's got to be done, New York. Mac Jones. It's got to be done, New York. You know, from the Patriots, McDaniels, it could be. You never know, maybe. Could be the end of A-Rod. Could be the the end of A-Rod. Wow. We could have this back to the Packers so he goes to where where Adams is. Now, we, we can't... Adam promised me and Gareth a, a quick game. So we'll do that as we close out the show. And I say quick, it, it may now be a really elaborate game. But we, Not really. I mean, we, 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 <laughs> in a weird kind of way, we started with it. It was very much to do with Russell Wilson and everything. And it is kind of like, who would you... So Russell Wilson or... So you guys okay. have got to have okay. a... You guys have, have got a franchise. You, you're owning Denver. And you've got okay. Russell Wilson there, and you can bring in anyone. Contracts are irrelevant, whoever you like. Okay. But 
we're not going to give you the big names because that's boring. <laughs> Everyone's going to say, yes, we want Pat Mahomes over Russell Wilson. <laughs> of course we are. So I need, we need to know, where's, where's the bar? How far has Russell Wilson dropped? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you kind of got to do it based on this year. So obviously, like I say, you're not going to take a lot of Mahomes or Allen or Hurts because that's obvious. So, so, so sorry, we're basing, we're basing this on this year alone. Well, no, yeah, but I mean, like previous years as well, you can do. It's just, okay. who are you? Right. Essentially... How far has Russell Wilson dropped <laughs> and who would you be more willing to have as your starting quarterback? Okay. So, okay. We've got one guy, he's had a pretty decent season, Geno Smith at Seattle. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Russell Wilson starting? I think Russell Wilson because of what he's done in the past. Mm. I mean, you've ruined the game. This is not the idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think for Geno Smith and Russell Wilson are pretty much the same quarterback in terms of style. I think Wilson is better at it. But you say that, but then Geno Smith has got mm. like a 70% pass completion this year. Has had He's mm. got 27 touchdowns this year. Russell Wilson, as we said before, has only had 12 and has a 60.1%. So I still think I'd take Russell Wilson. I agree. Still, okay, right. Okay, so Geno Smith, is. It, they don't like Geno. Rude. They don't <laughs> like Geno. Jared Maybe a pro Goff. bowler, but he's not mine. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Would you rather have Jared Goff? Jared 26, Goff's been yeah. so good the last few games. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, less, he has been. He... Less God, touchdowns God. than Geno Smith. Game controller, been in big moments. Been in big moments. That's the difference between them two. Like been in big moments. Goff, Goff for all what people say about Goff. Goff has been to multiple Super Bowls. Okay, he hasn't won both of them, but so so is Wilson. Um, Goff has looked really good this year. Yeah, like really good. I admit he's looked really bad at times, but in the latter half this year, he's really stepped up for this this Lions team. I I take Goff. Yeah, at this point. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? <sighs> Derek Carr Derek. has got a pass completion percentage of 60.8%, which is slightly more than Russell Wilson. He's Derek. had 24 touchdowns, which is more than Russell Wilson. Derek Carr is one of them quarterbacks that people trash on, but is actually really good every year and really consistent. Except and, that interceptions. Well, this year, maybe, but he's one of them quarterbacks that has played really good in good offense with good coordinators around him. And it's just not quite worked out with, with them coaches and stuff like that. But remember, yeah, Carnaby was MVP at one point. I, I like Carr. I, I'm quite in on mm. Carr. I'd go for Carr Wilson. It's a tight one for me, that one. I still would probably take Carr. Um, but I have seen his stats this year a little bit more because of having him in fantasy. Um, and I've seen when he's had bad performances, they have been horrific. But then, to be fair, Russell's all season have been. <laughs> Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Marcus Mariota? Now, Mariota has got a higher pass completion percentage this year. He scored more touchdowns this year, and he's had less intercept. No, the same interceptions this year. 
Hmm. I, I Wilson. Uh, There's uh, higher upside. Yeah, uh, I've said early on this season there was a game. <laughs> there was a game where literally they, they needed a drive to get get a touchdown, um, and one of my friends had a bet on it, and he needed basically a point, but they were needing a touchdown to basically <laughs> tie the game. And I said, I've got zero belief in Mariota's going to get down that field and score. Mm. And he threw an interception in the end zone instead. Um, so that's uh, stuck with me. Whereas when you look at Wilson, I know he's not been great, but he did all right when he was in London. What's interesting about them four quarterbacks is that they are all <laughs> supposedly higher ranked this year than Russell Wilson yeah. based on the stats. Okay. Sort of yeah. thing. So that's what's interesting about them. So now... You've got ones that are worse ranked than <laughs> Russell Wilson. So, would you rather have Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo? Now, obviously, G the reason Garoppolo is because he's missed quite a bit of time. But when he has been out there, despite the fact that time that he's missed, he's got a higher pass completion rate. He's had more touchdowns than Russell Wilson, despite the fact of the time that he's missed. And he's had a lot less interceptions. Jimmy G, it's not much of a. Um, I know Adam, you're a big fan it's of tough for me Jimmy there. G. That's tough for me, just because of the scenarios they're in, and also I don't think Garoppolo can win a game off his own back, and I think Wilson can, though he hasn't shown it this year. He can do it. He's shown it in Seattle. I'd I'd stick with Wilson personally. I'm staying with Jimmy G. I think um, I think that Jimmy G at the moment seems to have better decision making than Russell Wilson does this year. Hmm. Okay, and then the final one that we're going to go for because this is an interesting one. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Ryan Tannehill? Tannehill has higher pass completion <laughs> rate more touchdowns, less interceptions, and you know, it hasn't been great for him this year, but based on all of that, has got better stats than what Wilson has. Tannehill's been missing the, the wide receiver, that's all. Mm -hmm. Really. Because he did. he's done well when he's had Derrick Henry ran with it and had good wide receivers. He's not had good wide receivers this year. What do you think, Gareth? I would probably go for Russell Wilson because I'd be honest, I'd never rate a Tannehill. I mm. think he's been carried by King Henry dominating <laughs> and then playing off the play action when yeah. they want to do something a little bit different. But, and mm. there's been times where, particularly when Trayvon Burks has been in, where he's missed what looks like fairly open receivers at points. Um, I've never rated him. I, I would go Russell Wilson. The reason I, I thought it would be, yeah. The reason I thought it'd be quite interesting to sort of go through it is that there's a lot of people out in the world that are basically coming out with. Uh, there's been a few sort of like quotes and stuff on, you know, Twitter and things like that. Basically, coming out going, is there actually a worse starting quarterback than Russell Wilson? And that's interesting. Although it's been a, you know, it's been a very bad season for Wilson. He. You know, some of these stats that he does have, they're not like, I mean, they're, they're not great because, like, you go through them, it's like the touchdowns are lower, the interceptions are higher, the yards are not 
particularly great. Uh, the pass completion rate is awful, to be brutally honest. It's probably one of the lowest in the league for, for starters. Um, you know, and it has been a really bad year, but obviously it's, it's just the question that seems to be going out there. But they can't move on from him. So it, it, it's quite an interesting one. Is like, is there actually a worse starter? And and do you kind of, you is know, who Houston? do you consider a starter? Because you know, I, I, you know, you could come out and say that Zach Wilson is a worse starter. But would you consider him a starter now? You know, he's been no, benched really. again. Mm. So this is the problem. Yeah, some tough ones there. I reckon you should put a few of these out on our social media and let our general public and fans decide as well, which will be very good to I'll see. I'll get the graphic loaded. Get going. Get going. <laughs> Gareth, Adam, thank you very much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you both had a brilliant, a brilliant Christmas as well. And for all the people out there, make sure you like and subscribe to us. And I'm glad you all had a good Christmas as well. We are out on all socials. We will be back with the main show in the new year. So have a great new year. Um, as far as shows for the rest of the week, We'll see what's happening. We had Christmas or when we spoke to each other. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, but make sure you keep an eye on us for all the uh, all great content coming your way. Have a good new year and we'll see you all very soon.